Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Shane McGowan, anyone I've ever you know, met or spoken to who's met or spoken to him, I met him myself, I'll tell you about that a little bit later on, I met him here in 96FM, how much of a gentleman he actually was behind all that mad, crazy image. And the news broke yesterday, about 5 to 12, as we were getting off the air, a statement issued by his, his wife, who he met at a pub in... At a birthday party, she was only 16 going on 17 when they met in 1984. They were dating himself and Victoria. They were dating by 1986-87 and they married in 2018, but they were a constant item for nearly that 40 years. They were just meant to meet and meant to be together. And her statements about him in the last couple of days have been beautiful. It's it's in all your papers today. Fantastic photographs, fantastic memories, great writing, great articles, because people have been preparing for this. We, we kind of knew the poor devil wasn't long for the world. And the Irish Sun uh, stands up there as among the best coverage this morning, joined by Ken Sweeney, uh, showbiz editor. I suppose, Ken, we all knew the poor devil wasn't long for the world so people had time to put their obits together but you almost run out of superlatives don't you when you're talking about this fella good morning yeah it's the wonderful we live in a country i mean you know a couple of years ago when leonard cohen died that led the news on, on rte which i thought was brilliant and it's even bigger for shane mcgowan because he was one of our own i suppose the amazing thing about shane mcgowan you have to remember is he's actually born in the uk phil in it michael flatley some of these bigger biggest promoters of irish culture are actually born abroad but boy did they embrace it and shane mcgowan a wonderful guy i met him around 2000 i was sent up by a newspaper um to the mean fiddler in dublin Ronan Keating had covered Fairy Tale New York, and my newspaper thought that Shane mightn't like it because obviously he'd taken out some of the offending words in it. Yeah. But Shane McGowan absolutely loved Ronan Keating's cover. Did and he's he doing really? a DJ set in the he loved it yeah he loved it he's getting royalties from it and like like any songwriter anyone interpreting his music he loved and of course Ronan Keating had a huge a huge audience and sold a lot of records but the thing that struck me when I met Shane McGowan then was um, you, you saw Shane McGowan often on TV and he was very slow answering questions that wasn't the case when you met him face to face he didn't have that delay in talking to you I remember very painful late late years ago where he took a long time to answer the questions and you were just you were just dying but no 
he was very he was he was very articulate and he spoke very quickly and he had a lot of great stories and Victoria was with him and they were playfully having a slagging match and it was Christmas Eve and the main fiddler to year two thousand and I thought I was in the middle of fairy tale in New York, you know. Really? They had yeah. a great guy managing them. Shane McGowan had a guy the guy managed the Pogues was a guy called Frank Murray. And he was very much still around. And I remember late night gigs in Hoth and the Summit in Hoth where Shane was playing as a favourite to the guy that, that ran the pub and, uh, you know, chatting to him up there as well. Uh, I think it's kind of amazing. He saw some anger, a, a certain anger, a certain energy in Irish traditional music. And he, you know, being, being into punk, being into the jam, he connected those things. He connected the the, the, the anger in sort of the Wolf Tones and the Dubliners. And uh, you got to remember at the start, as well a lot of purists in the Irish music scene they didn't actually like the Pogues they, they weren't happy what the Pogues Absolutely. were doing at all I remember it very it well until Ken. the Dubliners came well. along and did you know uh, did, did the Irish Rover that, that really gave them the seal of approval but it didn't matter at that stage Shane McGowan and the Pogues had set the world alight with Irish music yeah, my, my first memory is Sally McLennan that's my first Pogues memory and, and, and yeah. the critics the purists saying oh god no what are they doing they're punking Irish music. But I remember thinking at the time as a young DJ earning me crust in the nightclubs, watching this song bursting dance floors night after night. I said, we're going to hear more of these fellas. Yeah. And you know what I loved? It's the fact that in the 80s, when Duran Duran were in their lurid pink suits on yachts, that the Pogues were going on top of the Pops. And what did they wear? They wore the suits, like the, the suits that the that Irish builders wore. They wore the suits that the Irishmen who built Britain wore. Those kind of like, you know, secondhand black suits. And if you look at those publicity pictures for the Pogues, that's what they're wearing. Can you imagine in the record company, when they were new, the Pogues were going on top of the Pops to be saying to them, listen, would you not wear this? bright orange jacket or would you not wear this or that not a bit of it and mm -hmm. you know the, the fact as well I loved that the Pogues used they didn't use electric guitars all rock music is electric guitars the Pogues used acoustic guitars most of the music the Pogues made a fairy tale in New York it's all acoustic guitars and that's absolutely wonderful and if that song doesn't go to number one this Christmas well it never will I hope it will you I know, was looking like at so. the history of it last night Ken yeah. it was kept off the number one spot by the Pet Shop Boys in the, the year it came out, and it's never made number one in the UK. I think it could be number one by Sunday, the way charts work these days. You'd well, you know, that, I think the, the th there's only one, Shane passed away yesterday, there's only one, it's, there was only an afternoon where people could have, I think the new charts, the, we're talking about the UK charts, I think they come out, uh, they come out this evening. So I'd say definitely, I'm sure it's number one on iTunes, but I'd say by next week, coming into Christmas, it'll definitely be number mm. one. And, you know, it's uh, the thing I, I, you know, it was a very special thing yesterday, being in Ireland for Shane McGowan, you know, because you could see as the rest of the world woke up, people, Irish people in Australia and in America, as they woke up to this news, you could see little wakes breaking out. Mm. Um, and I, I was just thinking of my own favourite Pogue song, Summer in Siam, which isn't <sighs> one, really about Ireland or anything but it's just so natural and that's the thing about music I'm an ex-musician myself and, and, and uh, you know if, if the music is if music flows if it's, if it's natural if it came naturally it just flows off the radio and Shane McGowan's music does that A lot of the critics in the early days were put off by you know the, the obvious drunkenness the broken teeth the fact that they looked a little bit crazy and mad and off the wall 
that image, I thought, Ken, at one point, they were crafting that image, as well as having it anyway. They were crafting it, and behind it was this hidden genius. Yeah, and obviously the the, the drink obviously fueled um, Shane McGowan's imagination. It pretty made him gregarious. I mean, he you know he, he had all sorts of mental health issues when he was young, right. as you said, like Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. He looked kind of unusual, and it was said uh, by Richard Balls in his book, his biography of um, Shane McGowan, that it was seeing Johnny Rotten and how Johnny Rotten again from a, a London Irish, like an Irish background so unusual looking that gave Shane McGowan the, the the inspiration to get up on stage and perform and certainly for those early Pogues albums it was drink and and that fueled it but you know I just want to say this as well the wonderful thing the the Irish you know the second generation Irish in Britain you know we think about the parents of the Sex Pistols you know the, the Smiths had Irish parents Kate Bush Kevin Rowland of Dexy's Midnight Runners yes. you've got this amazing but top of all of them is, is Shane McGowan and uh, he really loved Ireland, and um, mm. that came across. And you know, there's so many people. The wonderful thing this morning I loved about the Irish newspapers is there's so many uh, people. Geez, I worked with newspapers, and they're writing their own tributes. Guys, I didn't even know are still in the business, but they've all come out today with their picture bylines. Damien Lane and Barry Moore, and a good friends of mine in their own paper, but lots more. Neil Leslie has done a piece for the Mirror, um, and Rory Tevlin has done a piece in the Indo, and they, they all had a special connection mm. to the Pogues and to McGowan. And you know, I, I just switched on the radio this morning on another station, and they were playing Pogues music, and I just thought, isn't this wonderful? I mean, a station that wouldn't play the Pogues in a million years, <laughs> where we're playing <laughs> Shane McGowan's music, and I, yeah. I just found that lovely. Yeah, yeah. The thing, I think, that, I mean, what a year it's been. We came on a broader thing. We, we lost Shane, we lost Sinead, and we lost yeah. Christy. Like we, and just yeah. take those three names. Yeah, but but their their music, you know, they leave behind their music, their legacy, their music, like all great artists do. Um, it's very unfortunate they all go in 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 the one year. Um, that's life. Yeah. Um, I suppose I was being told, you know, twenty years ago, I was writing for other papers, and I was being told that Shane McGowan had turned up, and he looked like he looked terrible, and he can't be long for this world. And look at all these people he outlived. He outlived Ronnie Drew and um, <laughs> Barney McKenna, Kirsty McCall. You know, it's so many people. Yeah. Um, I think uh, his his father's still still knocking around. That's right. um, so right. obviously longevity in the family. But uh, the, I think Shane McGowan was challenged on this many many times about the lifestyle he was leading, and he said it was his life, and he could lead it any way he wanted. And he's got to sixty five. There's other poor devils who didn't, you know, who didn't have that kind That's of a life. And sadly, passed away earlier. But but as I'm going back to what I said earlier, but the music is still there, and the music is fabulous. The music will outlive him for many many decades. Ken Sweeney, thank you. Ken Sweeney is showbiz editor with the Irish Sun. Corks 96 FM.